concerning a very broad topic in the body of Christ. But just before I go on, um, I want to honor the presence of my father, Pastor Justice is here. And I want to honor and acknowledge the presence of Pastor Shaw also. <laughs> I love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> Please get a notebook, get your pen ready. Get your notebook and get your pen ready. And please, if you are lying down, I would personally recommend you sit down. You know, don't lie down, but sit down. And don't just be on a Zoom meeting. This is not a Zoom meeting. This is a gathering of the saints. This is a gathering of the saints. We are not in a Zoom meeting. It might be on Zoom, but we are not on Zoom. Yeah. So, um, personally, I would recommend you sit down, get a notebook, get a pen. Let's deal with this subject matter. This is our month of health. Last week we started off, and I went, <laughs> I went, I went too far, and you know we got into some areas, interesting areas. But today, I want to just reintroduce the subjects, then uh, we begin from where we have to begin. Are you with me? Are you with me? Amazing. Over the past week, some of the cell leaders were complaining. Their members do not even respond to them. They don't even reply their messages. Personal messages, they don't reply. Some of them even do not answer their calls anymore. Hey, I am a no, sir. Um, and even some of the brethren were complaining. Sir, today, today I was very, very down. Sir, I didn't feel like praying. I didn't even feel like eating. Said today I was very down. Some of the um, brethren was even complaining. Said today you don't know what happened. So I was very sad. But then by the introduction of this subject matter, those emotional, you know, switch on and off <laughs> will be over. Are you with me? Those emotional on and off would be over. You see. What identifies a person from Africa when you see them aside their skin color will be their accent. So for those of you in the western part of the world that is there, outside Africa, immediately you see somebody, the person is identified by probably you would want to identify them by their skin color some of us would even identify them by their accent some of us would even identify them by the way they walk you know africans we have a certain type of walking oh come on don't you know you know we are not on site i would have demonstrated that working to you it's like this it goes like this you know we are identified by a certain characteristic You see, I want to um, touch base on the topic today, but let me start by this identification. We are identified by a certain... So, in our Christian faith, a question a man of God, a woman of God, or somebody in the Christian faith who sees you probably for the first time would want to ask you when he or she comes for 
evangelism or soul winning would that would be that are you saved? Have you ever stood anywhere to accept the lordship of Jesus Christ? Today I want to ask a question. What does it actually mean to be saved? What actually is salvation? So you have heard, oh, salvation, you know, you change some of the analogy or some of the, 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 the mindset there, some of the things that has been taught is that in salvation, you know, you have to change. Who has heard that before? You have to change from good to bad. Okay. In, in salvation, you have to. But today, I want you to, as you are listening to me, make sure you are not just listening. You are paying attention. There are three dimensions of salvation. Let's begin that way. When we say we are saved, it is on to what point are we saved? What at all does it mean to be saved? So I started off with being identified. So before, you know, in the Christian faith, as I said, you could be identified. So the first identification would be, are you saved? So by the garb of salvation, you can say that I am a child of God or I am a Christian. That is by the garb of salvation. So you confess the Lordship of Jesus Christ and, you know, after that we tell you, oh, welcome to the family. Let me start off by saying this, that Christianity has nothing to do with religion. Christianity is not a form of religion. And like I told you the last time, I told you that religion is man's pursuit of God. The introduction of Jesus Christ was not another path God wanted man to pass to pursue him. I repeat, the introduction of Jesus Christ was not God's intentional way of creating another path for man to pursue him. No, the introduction of Jesus Christ is God's final and done efforts for us to not just to pursue him, to know him, to walk with him more intimately. So Christianity has nothing to do with religion. Beyond every relationship, Christianity is found in fellowship. But I'll get there. Beyond relationship, Christianity is found in fellowship. So, by the way, or by the introduction of Christ Jesus, his finished work on the cross, and his resurrection, and even his ascension, we now, and when we come to believe, we now identify as Christians. So, the first point is when we come to believe. Let me introduce you to a certain scripture. First Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter number 5. Verse 23. First Thessalonians 5 verse 23. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse number 23. It says, may God himself, pay attention, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, one, soul, two, 
and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. May your whole spirit, soul, and body end the scripture. Let me start off by telling you that your soul is not your spirit and your spirit is not your soul. The scripture made mention, it says, may your whole spirit, soul, and body May your whole spirit, one, soul, two, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I started off and I told you that there are three dimensions to salvation. The salvation of your spirits the salvation of your soul. And like uh, uh, my father would say, the highest of it all, the salvation of your body. But to say you are saved, it is to what point I initially asked. Let me tell you this. You see, it's good to evangelize, but it's good to know what you're evangelizing. It is better to evangelize, but it is the best to evangelize correctly. You know, you can be actually evangelizing wrongly. So they'll tell you, hey, if you don't stop what you are doing, you will go to hell. You, you, you will go to repent or go to hell. Man by his own has never been able to repent. If man by his own would be able to repent, Jesus Christ wouldn't have come. If man by his own, by your own a certain effort would be able to repent, Jesus Christ wouldn't have come. Then... There is another repentance that by your own efforts, you are able to repent. And you will get there. Ephesians chapter 2. Let's look at something. The book of Ephesians chapter number 2. Just hold on. Before Ephesians chapter 2, let me tell you something. The word salvation means delivered, to be delivered. So, so saved, delivered, saved, persons, delivered. Salvation, deliverance. The, the, the Greek rendition will say sozo. The last time I thought the girls, they couldn't stop laughing. Amanaka <laughs> So I repeat, the term salvation or the word salvation means delivered, redeemed. Now, Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 8. I want the NIV rendition. Ephesians 2, verse 8. 
For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works so that one can boast. Let me reread it. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 to 9. It says, For it is by grace you have been saved. B-E-E-N, not B-E-I-N-G. Through faith, this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. In this question, the first dimension to salvation is the salvation of your spirit. And from or by that salvation, just as the scripture said, it is not by yourself. It says, for by grace, through faith, you have been saved. Let me tell you this. Listen, the very day you confess the Lordship of Jesus Christ, that very day, your spirit man was made anew. So Paul put it in a better way. He says, if any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. What is a new creation? The new creation is the recreation of your spirit being by the spirit of God. So he says, in whom we were sealed. When the Holy Spirit came, he sealed our salvation. Where? In our spirits. Listen, you don't have to feel saved. We don't walk by how we feel. It says we are saved through faith, not by feeling. Oh, because you, you, let me ask you. It has happened to all of us. Let me see by hand. If it is you, let me see your hand. So you lied, you know, you told somebody a lie. Maybe you called Larry and told Larry a lie. And immediately you told me that, hey, today I've lied. Oh, I've lied. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to hell. I've lied. Yeah, I'm not even saved. Yeah, am I sure? This salvation thing, am I sure I'm really saved? Oh, who has ever questioned your salvation before? Probably you did something, you know, or something occurred. Or some, sometimes you don't have to even do something. You, you are just then the thought come to you. Hey, right now, if Jesus should come or should a trumpet sound, hey, will I go to heaven? Let me tell you this. Today, I came to you with the surety of your salvation. Listen now, I came to you with the surety of your salvation. That the salvation of your spirit is not by your works. You don't have to feel it. You have to know. It's the salvation of your spirit. So you could be a David. Listen now, you could be a David. You are going to kill Uriah and even take his wife. God will still call you a man after my own heart. Why? It's not your works. It's not your works. So you could be a Peter. You told Jesus, I will go with you even to the point of death. But then it is a young girl who will let you betray him. And still Jesus Christ would tell you, do you love me? Then feed my sheep. It's not by your works. 
the salvation of your spirit has not been and cannot be by your works. So the surety of the salvation, of your salvation, that's the salvation of your spirit, has nothing to do with what you are able to do. Project the scripture again in Ephesians chapter 2. Let's have a look at something there. He made a very important statement. Let's look at something there. He says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works. End the screen share. You know, this week I had a question from one of my girls. Hey, one of my girls. I have many girls. God has blessed me. Come on now. Come on, come on now. Am I not blessed? Ah. So she asked me, sir, you know, Jesus Christ said, This demon would only go out only by fasting and prayer. So sir, does it mean that not you have to be ranked in the spirit to cast out a demon? Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. The, the, <laughs> the, the lowest manifestation, listen, and I'm putting it in parentheses, so listen very carefully. The lowest manifestation of the evidence of God in your spirit is casting out devils. It is so low that everybody can cast out devils. Everybody who has accepted the Lordship of Jesus Christ, regardless of your age, you can tell them leave and they will leave. You don't have to be around in, in the spirit to a certain point or you don't have to pray your, your heart out to a certain point. Jesus Christ said, whomever believe, this sign shall follow them. The first statement he made before he spoke about even speaking in tongues is that they will cast out devils. So you don't even have to Speaking tongues to cast out devils. That was just by the way. But then, just so you know, healing the sick. Listen now, you don't have to be to be so. It is unto you. This grace has been given. It is unto you. you because you have believed. If you lay your hands on the sick, these are these are these are the minors. You know, these are these are small matters. You don't have to. Hey, man of God, Larry, my mom is dying. Can you pray for her? What are you doing? Come on, are you with me? The salvation of your spirit. Whomever believed, this sign shall follow them. So these things, it comes by grace, not your works. It comes by grace. So, hey, man of God, this week I told 13 lies. This week, I fornicated two million times. This week, I've done that, I've done that, I've done that. Have I lost my salvation? Can I tell you something? No, can I, can I tell you something? Somebody can give their life to Christ today whilst we are on this Zoom meeting. Glory be to the Father. We all, you know, thank God. Right after the Zoom meeting, the person will go and fornicate. The person has not let, lost the salvation he received. And this is not to condone sin and this is not to tell you to go in, you know. But then this is to let you know that your salvation of your spirit is not by your works. It's not by what you did, what you couldn't do, or what you will be able to do. No. So today, from today, listen now, from today, from today, listen, from today, Never forget this. You did nothing 
for that salvation. You can't do something to undo that salvation. Christ has died. He has resurrected and he has ascended. So far as there is an ascension, there is a remaining of your salvation. He died, we died. He rose, we rose. He ascended, we ascended. So remember the scripture said, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. When he ascended, you also ascended. But bear in mind, this is in your spirit. So in Romans chapter 8, Paul said, his spirit confirmed with our spirit that we are sons of God. We didn't do anything. It is by his spirit in our spirit. The word son of God does not mean Larry and Larry's wife and Larry's baby. No, the word son of God means Larry in Larry manifested in flesh. So the word son of God means God in God manifested in flesh. Are you with me? So you were a son of God, not because, no, you were a son of God because the Holy Spirit is in your spirit. He has taken his residence in your spirit. So that salvation, you did nothing. He came and he sealed you with the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? Come on now, are you with me? Yes, please. This will change your life forever. The next salvation, but just before we go there, share the screen again. Let me point something to you that you might not have noticed. Let me point something to you. Um, Ephesians chapter 2, verse the number 8. Let me point something to you. He said, for it is by grace you have been saved. That's B-E-E-N. In the screen share. So when you see that, who, who is a better, better English, you know, tutor here. In the screen share. What does it mean, B-E-E-N? Come on now. Oh. Yes, please. It means past tense, please. Past tense! So listen, it is by grace you have been saved. You can't undo it. Past tense! Are you with me? Are you with me? Some people are looking at me. Once saved, forever saved. I'll come there. Are you with me? I live in record of the enemy. Thank you, Jesus. You are being, being, you can't undo it. You can't manufacture it and you can't restructure it. It is settled. Be, by grace, you have been saved. First Corinthians chapter one. First Corinthians chapter one, verse the number 18. Oh, sweet Jesus, we bless you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. There is an angel here. And that angel has been sent to a certain family here. Listen. And the reason the angel was being sent was, is, is, is for a specific purpose. It's for a specific purpose. Share the screen again today. I'm not in that. Share the screen again. Let's go. So he says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being, being, 
Bean, 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 saved. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. But to us who are being saved, the second dimension of salvation is the salvation of your soul. So you can take notice, this being is B-E-I-N-G. End the screenshot. What does it mean? B-E-I-N-G. What does it mean? Present tense, please, sir. Present tense. So it's a present continuous tense. Presently, you are still being saved. Salvation is in progression. The salvation of your soul. It is foolishness. The message of the cross. It is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being. Being constantly. Being in that act. The salvation of our soul. It is the power of God. So listen. You don't have to feel safe. You have to know you are saved. You are getting saved and you will be saved. So the better way to point it out is that I am saved. One, I am being saved. Two, I will be saved. Three, I am being saved. There's a salvation of your soul. Listen, so you could be an Israel locked up in Egypt. Instead of going to, you know, lead you through the shortest way that will get you to Canaan. He would have to take you through the wilderness for 40 years because it takes God's time to build a man. That's being saved. It's called the process of sanctification. You are continually sanctified. Continually washed. Say, I am feeling sad. Let me tell you this. Your soul involves your emotions. Your soul involves your mind. Your soul involves your heart. Are you with me? So your emotions, your mind, and your heart. Oh, say, I'm feeling so depressed. Shout of God feeling depressed. Now, those emotional... I want, I want a, a funny word to give it. Those emotional, you know, caricature things. Today you are feeling sad. Tomorrow you are feeling depressed. The next day you are feeling anxious. The next day you are feeling odomi seye. The next day you are feeling shaboboi. The next day you are feeling kima mama. The next day you are feeling, you know, your emotions is ha Emotions is hey hey. Let me tell you why. It is because you have not brought your Isaac to the altar. Your Isaac is your soul. It must continually be on the altar. So Jesus Christ said, man shall not live. The survival of your manship, the survival of you is dependent on the word you hear. 
James chapter 1, verse 23. Let's look at something there. James 1, verse 23. James 1, verse number 23. Thank you, Jesus. James 1, verse 23. It says, hold on. The book of James, chapter the number 1, verse 21. Verse 21. I want the K- KJV. The KJV gives us some punch, punch lines. I want the KJV. Gives us some punch lines over there. Let me use those punch lines. Are you with me? Stay with me, yo. Let's be on this same altitude. Don't be laughing too much. It says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of nothingness. Of nothingness. Therefore, wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of nothingness and receive with meekness the engrafted way which is able to save your souls. And the screen says, Which is able to what? Save your souls. I'm talking about the salvation of your soul. Lay aside all superfluity of nothingness. You know, some people, I just don't get them. You, man of God, you know, man of God, you see, you see, man of God, listen. Yes, 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 I know, but man of God, listen to me, listen to me. Man of God, listen. Man, oh, man of God, listen. Lay aside. All that man of God and listen mindset and receive with meekness. You see, some people their emotions regulated by today depression, the next day anxiety, mess with some heartbroken. You see, with some broken hearts. So broken hearts will lead to depression. Depression will lead to you know, depression will mess with anxiety. Then with some certain. Listen to me today. Listen to me today. Regardless how you feel, take your Isaac to the altar. Regardless how you feel, take your soul to the altar. It says, receive with meekness. We have so many messages on audio, Mark. You go a whole week not listening to a single one of them. And you, 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 are, you are constantly saying, say, I'm feeling sad. Say, I feel depressed. It is not your fault. Your fault is your Isaac is not on the altar. Lay it aside. Listen. Set it aside. Take yourself there. Man shall not live by bread alone. The survival of your soul. Where your spirit takes over your soul. Then allows the... I'll come to the body. Let me not go there. But where the spirit will take over your soul. You have to take your soul into submission. So Jesus put it in a better way. Pick up your cross and follow me. Pick up your cross does not mean, you know, you go and, you know, make manifestation of a certain cross and put it on your shoulders. No, pick up your cross means get me time. Bring your soul to me. It says lay it aside and receive the word which is able to save your souls. The salvation of your soul is dependent on what you have heard from God. So, in the month of health, you know, some people, they get sick, they get well, they get sick. Recently, I was talking to one of my dearest friends and I was telling this person, you know, I'm feeling a pain around my my leg area. (laughs) Uh, And actually, yes, I was feeling it. So, 
Actually, somebody here is feeling the pain in their leg area. You are healed now. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Ah, You see, I was telling this person, you know, I was feeling the pain in my leg area, you know. Sometimes, you know, the pain will come, the pain will go. But didn't I confess I will never be sick? Where from that pain? No, are you with me? Where from that pain? And this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in day and night. And you shall be careful to observe whatever is written. And by that, you will make your way prosperous. I wish above all things, beloved, that you will be in good health. The prosperity of your health is dependent on the God, on the word of God you have heard. The health of your soul. I'm not, I'm not talking about your body now. I'll be coming to the body very quickly. So, salvation of your spirit is not by your works. Salvation of your soul. You play a role in it. You play a role by taking yourself to God's word and receiving it. So some of you, even before today, I tested some of you during the day. Oh, when I see you in service, you know, tested some of you. When I see you in service, not all of Hey, those, actually, those I tested are not here. Easy. But then, the salvation of your soul. You have a role to play. You have to take Isaac to the altar. Oh, say, my prayer life, you know. Your prayer life has not done anything. Number one, make time. Say, you know, I don't even, you know, my Bible study life is ups and down. It does not do any ups and down. Make time. Put the phone down. Make time. Put the PlayStation pad down and make time. This is what I'm talking to myself. And make time. Make time. So, God will say, go, sacrifice Isaac. You don't question him. You just tell Isaac, Isaac, take the fire. Let's go. Listen, God will always provide a ram. Provided you bring Isaac. Are you with me? So, the fire that you want to see on your life, the fire of God that you want to sense on your life, you have to take your soul there. Let there be a certain Isaac there. Then God will show you where the ram is. The salvation of your souls. Receive with meekness. The engrafted word of God. That's a sanctification. That's a continual. Continual is every day. It's daily. So Paul the apostle said, Be not be conformed into the patterns of this world. Be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. Be ye transformed. Remember what I said that your soul has to do with your mind. Be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. There's a salvation. Then you will be able to conform into the image of his dear son. So, the depression, the anxiety thoughts, the sadness that bubbles up within you, it is going to end if you make time for God's word. Listen, in this month of health, oh, I'll get to the body part. What time is it? Okay. In this month of health, making a conscious effort. He says his words are life to those who find it. His words are what? Life. Making a conscious effort. Every single day of your life, there will be life in your spirit, in your soul. Are you with me? There will be life in your soul. Are you with me? 
You receive every day God's word. You receive every day the rhema. The rhema. A day never goes without you hearing God. Are you with me? It is possible. Yes, it's possible. How? Get time for the word. We have messages on audio man. Make time. Listen. Write notes. Meditate on the word you hear. Are you with me? That is where we get to another place. And the last, and I would say, just like my father said, the highest point of salvation is the salvation of your body. Go to Romans, the book of Romans. <clears throat> the book of Romans. Chapter the number eight. No, actually, go to Romans 13. You come to Romans 8. Go to Romans 13. The book of Romans chapter 13. Man, every end no settle. Hold on. 13 verse 11. Romans 13, 11. It says, And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Because our salvation is now nearer where, than when we first believed. With salvation again? Have you not believed? End of scripture. No, end of scripture. Let's, let's debate on this. Let's not debate. Let's elaborate on this. He says, understand this. He says, and do this knowing the time. That it is now high time to wake out of your sleep. For our for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Salvation again. Have you not believed? No, no. Have you, oh, come on now. Have you not believed? Yes, please. Sir. So what salvation again? This is the highest of it all, the salvation of your body. Wake up. He says, come to a certain realization. Come to a certain conscious. I just wanted to give you some English, but let me calm down. Come to a certain realization. Come to the consciousness that there is another salvation. And that salvation is the salvation of your body. Go to Romans I. Romans I, verse 23. Romans I. Romans I, verse 23. Hey, why is Sahara laughing at my eight? Ah, yeah, man knows. Verse 23. He says, not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruit of the Spirit. First fruits. <laughs> first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we await eagerly for our adoption to sonship. The redemption, the salvation of our bodies. Let me break it down for you. He says, not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruit of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we await for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our body. So, the, our adoption to sonship is the redemption or the salvation of our bodies. That's the highest point of salvation. Now, 
by the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ, we received the first salvation. So we believed. Listen, we believed. We are now sons of God. Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me, please? Yes, please, sir. Are you with me? Yes, please, sir. Yes, please, sir. He says, so when we believe first, remember, when the Spirit of God came, he said, we are now adopted to sonship. He's saying that there is a difference between a son and sonship. There are, there is, it's not the same thing. If it's the same thing, we wouldn't see it in the Bible. We would see just one. There is a difference between being a son and sonship. He says, I will, one day I will explain that to all of us. He says, not only so, but we receive, we, ourselves, who has the first fruit of the Spirit. Let me show you this. The first fruit of the Spirit is when the Holy Spirit came into your spirit that made you saved. That's the salvation of the Spirit. Remember, I, I spoke about that. Lavina, you remember I spoke about that. The salvation of your spirit. Good. He says, the first fruit of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship. Actually, share the screen so that everybody will see, will follow me from there. Share the screen so that everybody would know. Please pay attention to this. Not only so. This is a scripture, Romans 8.23. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruit of the Spirit, that's the indwelling of the Spirit in our spirit. It does not end there. After that, we groan inwardly as we await a certain adoption to sonship. Are you seeing this? A certain adoption to sonship. And what is that adoption to sonship? He said, um, to sonship, it is the redemption. That is the salvation of our bodies. So yes, your spirit is saved. Why and how? Because you have first received the spirit in your spirit. Then after we groan inwardly as we await our adoption to sonship. I said, being a son and sonship is two different things. By salvation in your spirit, you are a son. But by salvation of your body, you have been adopted into the manifestation of the sonship. So he says, we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship. The redemption, the salvation of our bodies in the scripture. Oh, say, my spiritual life has been down. Let me tell you this. Your spiritual life can never be down. Because the Holy Spirit dwells there. I've spoken about the salvation of your soul. The highest point is the salvation of your body. That's your adoption to sonship. That's, you know, so the first one is justification. That's the salvation of your spirits. So in Romans chapter 5, it speaks about the salvation of your spirit. The second one is sanctification. So the first one, justification. The second one, sanctification. That's where you grow by receiving with meekness the engrafted word of God. The last one is glorification. That is the effect of God's nature in you. That is the manifestation. That's the manifestation of Christ. So, 
in that place that's the, the 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 salvation of your body hold on that's the salvation of your body in that place not only have the spirit taken over your soul it has also taken over your body but this is the highest point of responsibility so salvation by your spirit is not by your works salvation of your soul it's not even by your works salvation of your body is by your works Hey, 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 hey. Are you listening to me? Are you with me? Hello, hello. Yes, please, Are you with me? Yes, please, So the salvation of your body is by your works. You ought, listen now, you ought to, to take responsibility of your life. I remember when I was driving, I was telling a dear friend this week, I was driving and God told me, Larry, take care of yourself. What did I just hear? He said, take care of yourself. Huh? God, what do you mean take care of myself? Why are you not taking care of me again? This is what God said to me. He said, I've done my part. The rest is on you. I trembled that day. So many people are in hospitals. So many believers actually died young or went away young because they failed to take responsibility of their life. Every day, God will do it for me and God is doing it for you. Somebody shouts and begins to scream and God is... It is true. But let me surprise you today. The part of God is done. The rest is solely dependent on you. If you don't take responsibility, you will be surprised where you end up. The salvation of your body is your responsibility. Let me show you a scripture. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 12. Philippians 2, verse 12. And many of us, this is a very common scripture. Many of us have said it before. Though it has been put in the wrong context. But let's look at something here. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed not only in my presence but now much more in my absence continue to work out your own he didn't say god will continue to work out do you see that there esther do you see that there yes please sir <laughs> esther said yes <laughs> he says therefore my dear friends as you have obeyed as you have always obeyed not only in my absence but now not only in my presence but now more in my absence continue to work out your own your own <laughs> and the scripture <laughs> he didn't say god will work it out for you the salvation of your body you are responsible he did not say god will work out the salvation he says continue to work out the word translated work out means produce The word putting there as work out means show forth. So it says produce your own salvation, the salvation of your body. It's a responsibility. So in this month of hell, we are going to take a great responsibility on our body. So where is Marisa? Oh, she's not here. 
eating well, you have to be taught. If you know me personally, you know how much I like my noodles now. You know, you know. But in this month of health, consciously and unconsciously, we are putting noodles under suggestion. Are you with me? Yes, please. Take responsibility of your life. That's the salvation of your body. That's the salvation of your body. Take responsibility. Oh, yesterday, I heard a statement. I couldn't stop laughing. It says health is bought at the grocery stores and at the pharmacies. I stood there for a while, but later I agreed. It is what you are eating KFC every day, you are eating McDonald's every day, you are eating um Burger King every day, you are eating Ghana. What do you eat? Fried rice every day, pizza every day. And the fried rice, you do not prepare it at home. They'll go and buy it at um, the man. The man at the last stop. I'm talking about those in Ghana. The guy at the last stop. You know, Ghana, there is something about this fried rice and the indomie they prepare. When it is made by a man, it is sweeter than when it's made by a girl. Am I lying? Oh, oh, those in Ghana. Ke Kelly. Mebwa. It's true. <laughs> when the men prepare it, wow. It's, it's amazing. You see, in this month of health, listen, you are going to be responsible for your health. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and being with health. It is, it is the, I wouldn't say the wish of God, but it is the heart's desire of God for you to forever remain in perfect health. So you ought to take responsibility. This one that I'm about to say, somebody will fight me, but I mean, when we finish fighting, we'll continue, right? Sleep early. Make it a point to get the rest you need. Hey, this person say if you come here again, I'll not answer. You're telling me. <laughs> Monday, Bazooki. Esther. Take responsibility. Get a six hours, seven hours, eight hours sleep. It's good for you. Sometimes you are not depressed. Sometimes the devil is not throwing anything at you. It's just because you didn't sleep early. Sometimes the girls, let me tell you this. It's not any mood swings. You don't have any mood swings. Next time, sleep early. You are going to listen now. You are going to take responsibility of your life. Now, irresponsibility will let you blame your past for your future. You are going to blame KFC because your stomach is big or you're having a pot belly. I'm not talking about myself. You're going to blame Burger King. You're going to blame the chips, chips and the um, fries. You guys call it fries, whatever you call it. You're going to blame the fried rice. Because of your purpose, but it is you, you ought to take responsibility. Don't blame your past. Oh, because my mom did not do this and my dad did not do this. And don't blame your past for your future. Take responsibility and make a change. 
Aunt, are you with me? So you take responsibility, you grab hold, your life is in your hands. Right now, I want to ask you a question. Go and stand at the train station. When you get to the train station, go to the train tracks and say that God will save you. You will die mercilessly that will not come to your funeral. Go and stand at the highway where the car is passing, right? And stand in the middle of the highway that the car cannot hit you. I will not come to your funeral. I will not come. Take responsibility. There are certain illness. Every day you're on the phone, two, four, seven, like this, like this. If your eyes paining you right now, that say my eyes is paining me and the devil has your eye is not the devil, it is you. You, you are or your own devil. You, I'm talking to you. Yes, you take responsibility. Listen, God will not go to the gym for you. What did I say? No, no, what did I say? The Holy God Spirit will not go, go to, to the gym for you. In this month of health, make it a responsibility. One of my dear friends this week told me, um, said, you know, <laughs> said, you know, I'm going to give you a day. You need to start going to the gym. Hey, you see, but it is true. You ought to take that responsibility for your life. Your body is the house, is your house on earth. Remember, you are a spirit and you live in a body and have a soul. So if you don't take care of your house and your house continually deteriorates, your house begins to decline. Your functionality on earth is over. Lift up your right hand. Begin to speak in the language of the Holy Ghost. Thank you.